1: Misinformation, whether it's about vaccines or the war in Ukraine, continues to be a big, big problem. But there's a loose network of grad students working to uncover the root of these wild conspiracy theories. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. Joining me to discuss this is CNET reporter Oscar Gonzalez, who talked with three of these grad students. So who are these students? Uh, tell me a little bit about you
0: know, who they are and what they're actually doing. Right. So I spoke with Three grad students, uh, Sarah Aniano, she's in uh, Monmouth University over here in, in New Jersey. And uh, I spoke to two students at the University of Washington uh, that has a Center for an Informed Public. Uh, that was Sarah Nguyen and Taylor Uh, So all three of them were doing their own misinformation research. It just so happens that a lot of it is kind of connected together and involving QAnon, anti-vaxxers, and so on, and but they're different, separate coasts. They 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 don't they don't know each other. But it just so happens that they, for their degrees, they had to dive deep into you know whatever they call it, the rabbit hole of conspiracy theories. Yeah, and that that's
1: an interesting topic to tackle, and and I'd like to talk about each of them one by one. So let's start with Sarah Agnano. Uh, Tell me a little bit about her and like how she got into this, because this wasn't her original area of focus for her studies, right? Right. So Sarah
0: Sarah was a graphic designer. Uh, She decided to go back to college, get her master's degree in communication. And her focus was kind of on Rhetoric and how sort of the the, kind of the communication theory that goes on. uh, And it just so happens back in 2020, she heard this crazy, crazy rumor uh, that's been totally debunked that Ellen DeGeneres was in house arrest for uh, for child trafficking. It, it was totally bunk. It, it was also involving Oprah. And it was a friend of hers that, that brought this up to her. And, and she was like, oh, my God, what is this? And she's always had kind of a an interest in conspiracy theories. But she just – it was so crazy she had to know more. And that's when she started looking at QAnon. And then she said – Oh, well, let me let me do this for my degree. She was going for her master's and it started with QAnon. And then it jumped to January 6th, insurrection, the riot, where she focused on how Instagram was uh, playing a part in that riot and how the connections were there. So that that was that was one of the key things that she was looking at. And that's that's where uh, she literally just gave her thesis on this whole matter uh, a couple weeks ago. Okay, And what about Sarah Wen? So she had a very sort of personal story because of the pandemic, she moved in with her family and she noticed that her parents, particularly her mother, who have been in the country for 30 years, she's, it's a Vietnamese family, and she knows her mom was very political all of a sudden and had a lot of opinions on political matters. And the way Sarah said to me is that, you know, talk about politics, it's kind of taboo. And it's for a lot of Vietnamese communities. So this was kind of a shock. And she started talking to her mom and she's kind of realizing, oh, she's getting a lot of information that's coming from Facebook. It's coming from YouTube. And, and a lot of this misinformation that, that her parents were receiving, it's, it's in Vietnamese. So even though Facebook does say that they, they try to uh, go after misinformation in all languages, English is definitely priority. Vietnamese is less a priority, so there is misinformation in Vietnamese on Facebook that has been totally debunked regarding the election, regarding COVID, but it's still on there because of content moderation. With Facebook, isn't that as great in Vietnamese as it is in English? So her research was like, "Hey, why, why, why is my community being targeted? What is my community?" being inundated with all this misinformation, this political misinformation that is causing the, the parents, the, 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 uh, the, uh, the first generation that had come from Vietnam after the, after the war, to kind of lean Republican all of a sudden and kind of be fans of Trump. So she wanted to learn more about that. And again, a lot of misinformation that she was digging in through to kind of understand what's happening.
1: And then lastly, there's Taylor, who's has a bit of an interesting background based on our interests. What's what's her story?
0: So with Taylor, her, her focus was on uh, COVID misinformation, anti-vaccine misinformation on TikTok. And she herself uh, is a uh, former film studies, and she also has an interest in uh, along with her film studies, she she was she's big into horror movies and along with that interest in horror movies she had an interest of cults and obviously cults and conspiracy theories are, are like tied together and because of that and and and, and her interest in, in 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 cults kind of came back with her family who who she said there were some very evangelical parts of the family and she so she's seen that ev- evangelical side of uh, of of uh, religious followers and it just started to interest she even before she started researching misinformation she did uh papers on like uh Jonestown that famous cult uh so that that sort of circling of you know interest in cults, kind of an interest in conspiracy theories, kind of an interest in horror. It kind of brought it all together where she started coming around and, and hearing about this sort of QAnon and seeing all this misinformation. So she dug into that, especially with TikTok, because TikTok, if, you, if you're if you a misinformation peddler on TikTok, all of a sudden you, you could get like a ton of followers with Harley trying. And TikTok doesn't, do as well of a good job of banning those people that are really really pushing misinformation on its platform
1: right right and uh, it's, it's interesting to see their, their different motivations I, i'm I'm curious what's come from all this work like what where are you seeing the impact from their research
0: so in the case of Sarah Aniano she her research especially uh, the past few months she's done amazing research in regards to the trucker convoy for those who don't know Back in January in Canada, uh, there was a protest where convoy trucks uh, went across the country to Ottawa and basically did a demonstration there blocking roads, causing havoc. And it was all due to uh, them being against uh, vaccine requirements for truckers. Obviously, there's a lot deeper and there was QAnon influences in there, but that's that's what they say. She was looking at the live stream. She was pulling up Telegram. She was doing a lot of research that really went to a lot of news outlets and helped helped uh, people who weren't looking at these live streams to understand, oh, these people are saying one thing. But when, when they don't think the cameras are on them, they're saying something else completely different. So she was a big help in really showing – what's going on behind the scenes, if you will, of the of truck the convoy. So her getting information, that information is out there. And also, you know, regarding the January 6th uh, um, riot, she said that she's providing testimony for that. Again, to say what Instagram, um, how Instagram pay, uh, played a part in the whole thing. Uh, in the case of uh, uh, Sarah Nguyen and uh, Taylor at the uh, University of, of Washington, center for informed public what they're going to do is uh their research has been um going into different projects with other universities harvard and stanford and they work together and in the case of taylor she has uh she was part of a, a virality project which was looking at the anti-vax um the misinformation in the case sarah uh, again it was viewing uh how asian communities are being uh focused on by misinformation peddlers so their, their projects, those are projects that get published. Those are studies that get published. And th- that itself will go to, um, obviously, news publications will, will write about it. There will also be policymakers that may get their hands on it. Um, the center itself uses this as sort of uh, showing what, what kind of research it does. So there's a lot of people that can pick at it uh it, it's like a lot of university research is that it'll be there available for people that use it and because misinformation is such a big deal, a lot of people are, are viewing what the center is putting out so this is something that that policy uh tech people uh, at the at tech uh, companies you know think tanks uh, everybody's going to be scrounging through this information if they wanting to focus on misinformation and how it works that they're going to go to the center and get that.
1: Talk about the physical mental toll this is taking on them.
0: Well, uh, you know, the physical mental toll is that this research is frustrating because you're dealing with lies and the lies are constant. And not only are you, are you seeing these lies happen, happening, you are seeing people that are cheering these lies on. Uh, you're seeing that they, that, and, it, and it's frustrating to see because you see people that are living in their own world. They're not in reality anymore. And it, th- that's frustrating and it, it's anger, but it's also the, it, it, the physical and mental toll is that this misinformation is designed to make you, make you question your reality. Uh, I know when I do reporting a misinformation, there are times where I have to kind of take a step back and say, Oh, Okay. The vaccine works, <laughs> okay? Uh, but that that's what the misinformation gives you. And, and it just throws it at you. And if you're being inundated with it, you start, you start kind of, lo- I won't say losing it, but you start kind of questioning your own truth. And, but that's what it's supposed to do. So imagine just having to do that. that, that that is part of your schoolwork is that you have to take all this in and you have to say, okay, what they're saying is lies. I can't pretend for a second that it's even true. Uh, so that just becomes mentally exhausting. And, you know, they have their own, um, they have their own sort of support in regards to you know, the researchers and at the center. The center, I, I talked with uh, some advisors there, they make sure to have, have the students kind of take a step back and, and just let everything out and just, uh, you know, just make sure that they're not in it all the time. Because uh, that that itself is just not good for your health.
1: So do you know what they all plan to do after they graduate or get their degrees?
0: So they – in the case of Sarah Aniano from Monmouth, I mean, she, like I said, she she just did her thesis. So from there – Uh, She said she she's looking to keep at this, and she's looking to be a journalist. She could join us, (laughs) but uh, she's she's also looking to do some research. Uh, You know, when it comes to. Um, this kind of research. Sometimes you get to do it at the university. Sometimes you do it for organizations. So she, she definitely found her calling here. Uh, but also to say for uh, Tara and uh, Sailor uh, uh, Sarah Nguyen, uh, they are also um, they found their their what their life's work. In the case of Sarah Nguyen, she's going for her PhD, so she's got she's still got some time before she gets that. Um and she's looking to really focus on her community, where she wants to make sure that that people that um, in her community, that she, she really wants to break down these the sort of taboos of talking about politics. Uh, Taylor, um, for her masters, she wants to definitely keep keep at this, and um, also, uh, you know, possibly go to, uh, and looking to get her PhD after she gets a masters. Again, focusing on communication, now, and she also does uh, library research uh, as a study. So that's what she's looking at.
1: Got it. Well, Oscar, thanks for your time and this this story. Definitely three people worth profiling. You can check out his full story on cnet.com. And stick around all week for the rest of our Citizen Now series, which will delve into the metaverse and actual digital citizenship. If you have any questions, ping me on Twitter at Roger W. Chang. If you liked what you heard, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. It really helps us out. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.